Hello, you're listening to episode number 24 of Inglorious Artists with me, Peter Holland. And uh, leading up to this episode, I have been having a massive head cold for like over a week or something, so I might sound even more like a tuba having relations with a French horn. That's how I sound, right? Yeah. And today I'm actually talking to a dancer, the first one we've had on the show. Uh, I'm talking to Dani Escarlet Pozo, who is a contemporary dancer with many years experience, uh, many years school education, and she's right now touring around Europe with the show The Sea Within that she's doing with the company Voetvolk. So this is my conversation with Dani Escarlet Pozo. We are now, what is it, 24 episodes in and our first dancer, finally. Uh, So it's taken a while. And uh, what kind of dancer would you describe yourself as? I'm a contemporary dancer. Mm. What does that mean for those who don't know? Hmm. That we dance, that I dance. (laughs) Like more expressionistic storytelling arty yeah i mean it can be both storytelling but also abstract but also yet you don't move very much or Mm. that you don't move at all or that you question movement that you question what movement is or what dance is Mm. Uh, wow, that sounds very conceptual (laughs) you question what movement is (laughs) where it comes from um dancing with other parts of your body than the visible ones mm-hmm explain that concept like dancing with your soul or spirit or no mind. I would be more like more like um if you think more physiological like from the cells mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the water inside of you even thinking of the organs mm. or also your organs in relation to objects in space mm. So, having rather more or less of a vibration going or mm-hmm. something. Well, before we started recording, we were talking about how, like, your almost your, your life is going, and you don't really have a home at the moment, and mm-hmm. you travel a lot uh, when it comes to work and everything. So, how did you end up in that situation? Like, a, you're a professional dancer, and you do different shows around different countries and stuff like that. Uh, How does that work? How do you end up in that kind of life? Yeah, well, um, I worked... (laughs) Right now I'm working for a a Belgian company called Lisbeth Grivé, Footvolk, for a very special piece called The Sea Within. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I've been waiting to have this life for like... 10 years Mm. so finally I did this amazing difficult addition two weeks and I got my dream job which to be a part of a company which was to be part of a company but working on something very special that Mm. feels real Mm. um, and to tour around the world 
with this piece. Mm. Okay, so this piece is going to be touring around with. So um, right now I'm touring with with one piece mm. uh, that premiered in May, and we have dates, which is amazing. We have dates until 2021. Oh, so it's wow. it's very special uh, to know that you're going to play the same piece for another two years. Huh. Is that okay? Is that also? I mean, since I have, I can relate to when it comes to theater and the stuff, and I can, uh, I'm gonna go on stage. I can feel like oh, this again. We did this three times this week already, <laughs> uh, but you don't feel like that. Uh, do you like um, keep it fresh in some way? Yeah, we have to. Well, with this piece is very special because it's a score. It's a piece based on a score, mm-hmm. so it's. Uh, in a way a blank page in a way not like we have we know um the kind of structure of the piece but the movements are almost never the same mm-hmm. oh, so okay a lot of improvisation it's basically improvisation for 70 minutes okay structured improvisation then you can keep it fresh so <laughs> we have to to be able for it to work we actually have to keep it fresh mm. every time mm. um so I don't really get bored with this piece um, because it's a, it's a new experience every time yeah, I yeah, enter yeah. the stage. Seven minutes is quite a long time as well Yeah. to find something. Uh, how does that, I mean, how, uh, how many times have you done it uh, about? So now we premiered in May. I haven't counted, but I think 10, 12 times. Mm, all right. So you have had time to like see a progression already, maybe like it, if something, yeah, something you didn't do in the beginning, you, you something you did do in the beginning, you don't do it all now, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's changing, it's growing all the time. Mm. Um, but I still like try to find new things in it. Also, me, how I move in it, how I experience it. Mm. But do you get any like f- favorites? moves and stuff like that you, like you feel like oh that i like this i'm gonna do that again maybe i feel like as soon as i start to find the favorite move i need to change it uh, okay yeah so you don't get so stuck i don't in get stuck in it mm, yeah all right then yeah so it doesn't become a habit mm. uh, it's nice for the audience to know as well that whatever they're seeing it's fresh and even if they're seeing it for yeah a they can time, see this piece like a hundred times and it will be different each mm. time. Where are you going to tour with it? So we've been France, Germany, Belgium, Spain. We're going to Italy, uh, hopefully Canada, mm-hmm. um, Holland or the Netherlands. That's what we know for now. All right. A yeah. lot of Europe at least. A lot of Europe, mm. yeah. But it's a big piece. We're 10... Ten people on stage. Mm, take some money, yeah, <laughs> resources exactly. to get around. All right, and uh, do you travel with uh, equipment and stuff like that, or is yeah. it yeah okay? So there's some like uh, scenography and yeah, stuff we have a beautiful velvet uh, salmon carpet mm-hmm. that okay. we dance on. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's a big piece of equipment to take with you. I haven't done that much touring when it comes to theater and stuff, but uh, that seems to be the like the big hassle. Would you take uh, technicians with you and stuff? Yeah, so you yeah. don't you the dancers don't really have to think a lot of no no at no all no no. We just get their boarding passes and. And go to where we need to be. Mm, that is great because as a performer, <laughs> I know I've been in situations where I had to like help out build the stage and everything before. So you're already tired when you start. So mm. that's not ideal. That that situation sounds a lot better. No, it's great. And uh, have you been doing these kind of things for a long time, uh, like do, being part of different companies and uh, touring and stuff? Um, yes and no. Like I haven't been touring. This is the biggest piece and the biggest company I've been with mm. um, and before that I did more smaller things and also a bit of trying to make work of my own and also teaching mm. quite mm. a lot mm. um, but I've never been a big audition person like, I can't go for many, many auditions mm. so which then means that you can't get a lot of jobs I guess if you don't apply for them mm. um, so I've been a bit on the soft side on that one I, ca- I can do like two auditions a year and then I so um, what happens at <laughs> auditions do you freeze up do you feel like it's well it's now tricky? it's now it's easier actually I don't know if it's because I have a job or because I'm older and when I go oh. I f- before when I was younger I felt that they have to choose me mm. or like I go there and need to be chosen or not whereas mm. now when I go to auditions I realize that actually it's also me choosing them oh yeah sure and that i i can always walk out of the room i can always walk away Mm. and i guess realizing that what you just showing them what you do yeah that it's a meeting from both from both ways Mm. and i think when i was younger or got out of school i always thought it was a one-way situation that it's Mm. them uh so which yeah you feel very powerless you have no power and yeah, those judging faces from behind a table or down at the you know yes, the, in the audience. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never been at a, at a dance audition for obvious reasons, <laughs> but uh, are there usually a, like tons of people? Depends. Like there are these massive auditions, and there are hundreds of mm. people, and you're really just a number. But recently, I did one where they just invited ten people. Mm. And we have no numbers, and we just mm. worked mm. for the whole day. Okay, like try you out as, as a, a collabor- collaborator. Exactly. Yeah. So that's much more, yeah, that's amazing because you get to know their work, how they work mm. in an actual working environment and a process. So you would know that, okay, does, would this work for me? And also the other way around, mm. they can see how you work if in an actual working process. So yeah, yeah. That's the best. Then you get really intimate, and then you you can also and you get something out of it, even if you don't get the job. You've been working, and you learn. Um, and as a contemporary dancer, uh, I suppose it's a lot uh, a freer uh, than in other situations because you're showing off what you do and your kind of style and stuff. Uh, have you done auditions where you have to perform a specific piece? And, uh, you know, you have to do, uh, rehearse a number and just do that mm. and be the best one at doing that specific number. Yeah, of course. There's, a, there's been auditions where they teach you a phrase. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to learn that phrase and just yeah, perform it. Mm. That must be tougher. Um, 
I guess it depends what kind of what your skills are. Like I would say, I I really love improvisation, mm. and so then yes, then if I have to learn a phrase and just especially if it's a phrase that I don't feel connected to at all, mm. mm-hmm. then yeah. I, I don't do it well. I, I always say that actually I'm a quite a bad dancer in that sense because <laughs> I'm a very I'm very bad at just in a way being the monkey. Just like if someone tells me to do it and if I don't feel connected to it, I do it very badly. I mm. just I can't do it well. Mm. Um if I don't really want to. Mm. It's it's a disease that I have, I think. Mm. That's also actually made me I guess find let like fewer jobs. Because if I don't really want to do it, it's going to be so visible in my whole body and in my face mm, and my yeah, intention. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you can fake it. I mean, they always say fake it till you make it. And then mm-hmm. I've been in auditions and they asked you to do this weird kind of Broadway dancing thing. And mm. uh, then you do it because, you know, you're there. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I'm thinking as an actor and you get a script... A couple of script sides. There's a thousand ways to interpret how mm. to do it, and you can make it your own. Isn't it like harder if you get these uh, uh, bits for you to perform? Uh, yeah, a movement is a movement, maybe with slight, uh, slightly less variation. Mm. Does that feel less free? Well, actually, I think it's not so different to acting in that sense, though, because yeah, movement is a movement. Mm. And but there's a lot of variations on the same movement, and also depending on how your body looks like and yeah. how you move it in speed, or actually you can always put your own kind of personal stamp on mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Uh, and which is then some choreographers really like that, and some hate it. They don't yeah. want they don't want your stamp. Yeah, and the uh, same thing. I, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I like I I put my stamp a lot, and if you want to kind of clean just the movement mm. and you want it clean mm. without stamps then yeah okay yeah that's very similar it's the same with the directors that maybe if you find something else in it they they might be nope that's not what i had in mind at all mm. just do it the way it says it, or yeah. know, if it says anything at all um but um i suppose that you can surprise people when you when you dance and like oh she did it like that. That's something we haven't seen before. Yeah. Mm. And I that get, might be the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's always space for it. It's just if you dare to do it, mm. I guess. I guess mm. it's similar with acting, how you perform a, a line. You can either just do it, or if you feel like, oh, I want to do it like this, but then how much you trust that you can do it in that way and they still, they're going to buy it, you mm. know. Mm. I think... Uh, well, my, my boss now, she's always like, yeah, you can propose and see if I buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, but what's your education? I found some proof of you been to London, being to London. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually have a master's degree, whatever that means mm-hmm. in dance. But I did, <laughs> I did some master of that. Uh, I did uh, my Bachelor of Arts in Northern School of Contemporary Dance mm-hmm. in Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a three years course. And then I did a postgraduate, uh, yeah, postgraduate degree with the company uh, at the place in London, mm-hmm, London mm-hmm. Contemporary Dance School, mm-hmm. um, where we, yeah, it was like 
going into working with a company where you're still under education somehow so it's kind of a middle step kind of mm-hmm. learning how um and after that i did a master i got a master degree working on my own kind of on my own project mm-hmm. in relation to dance and then i worked with my master's was in body mind centering into improvisation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of that's my education i guess do you feel like uh that's a must uh to be a professional dancer do you have to go through all those years and uh climb those steps on that ladder mm, no i think there are many ways into contemporary dance mm. actually uh i don't think it's a must and especially not now with the climate where everything is it's very mixed dance theater circus mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um before i i thought it i it felt safer to have an education um but i no i don't think that it's necessary mm. actually but it's something to do i guess as well to uh, have something uh that makes you have an income and create your network and all that stuff as on your journey to actually become what you want to become yeah i mean you do i mean you learn specific dance languages also in school Mm. like the technique the Mm. you're creating a shape creating shapes also for your body you get yeah i mean an athlete in a way so and also you yeah you learn like the theory of it and you expand kind of your knowledge of dance so it's i mean it's it's an education which is i think i'm happy that i that i did it mm. um but i don't think it's necessary to have gone through those things to no. be a phd like Mm-mm-mm. no have you ever seen any examples of somebody who just danced a, a lot of years basically with themselves at home or in their local dance place or and then just showed up and in the professional sphere and went to auditions and here i am and this is what i do and people be like whoa okay yeah i mean i guess it always depends what you've been doing before i mean you're Mm. you know you shape your your body and mind with everything you meet so it's not that i've had colleagues that they didn't do a formal education but Mm they have been working with their bodies and 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 they're doing very well mm. um maybe through martial arts or through oh, yeah. something else and, sure and yeah and they they get the jobs also mm. so yeah i've seen some interesting uh dance performances that were martial artists but they made it into a dance mm. but it might have been a, a a wushu performer with a sword or a staff or a spear or something and just did something amazing to music like, okay yeah. and i guess that person wasn't a dancer first they probably just did kung fu since they were yeah. three years old <laughs> something and then uh, they became a dancer yeah mm. i think there's this kind of image that's a bit old now like what a dancer is or is supposed to be mm-hmm, mm. uh and I guess you asked me before what a contemporary dancer is. Yeah, uh, almost a mean question. I no, but then I would say then is kind of maybe that kind of erasing the image of mm. what a dancer is. Mm. Maybe it's a. I would say. Yeah. Which like, uh, doesn't really answer the question because it still doesn't. If someone <laughs> if someone doesn't know what a contemporary dancer is, then. 
but still I would say is that to be contemporary is to constantly be kind of change, changing the image or like move, mm, mm. move it. Always be innovative. Oh yeah, exactly. Mm. But at the school, um, especially the, the, the first, the one in Leeds, since it seems to be more the foundation, mm-hmm. did you like have to try everything? Now we're going to be learning ballet and now we're going to be learning tango and now we're going to be learning everything. Yeah, I mean, it was a very classical school, but in, in contemporary dance. So, mm. I mean, it was a schedule from eight to six o'clock every day, Monday to Friday. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we always started with ballet. Mm. Ballet class. You've done, you've done your fair share <laughs> of Obligatory. <laughs> and then you had a contemporary class. And then you had one hour of improvisation. And then mm-hmm. one hour of Pilates. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Then one hour of dance theory. Um, dance history. Um, so it's very structured. So yeah. And this I did yeah, for, for three years. And then we learned different styles of contemporary dance mm-hmm. in different languages I'd say um, what are some different styles of contemporary I did a dance? lot my school was very much based on Graham technique uh-huh. Martha Graham oh yeah yeah sure do you That's know her famous name yeah, yeah. Um, so the director at the time thought that that was the technique you mm-hmm, had mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. you know master to be able to dance mm-hmm. he was so convinced of that um so we did that. Uh, and then we did a lot of Cunningham technique. Merce Cunningham is also mm-hmm. a very famous man. Might have heard of him, yeah. Not as sure. Uh, as a lot of lines. Lines, okay. lines. <laughs> lines in different directions in the, in the room. Um, yeah, so Graham technique and Cunningham technique was the f- kind of the foundations, I guess, of my contemporary dance mm. um, and have that shaped your, uh, your own expression I think the last years I've been actually trying to um, shake that out of me mm-hmm. like um, um, yeah but I, I guess oh, yes, after I finished school it did kind of of course it affects the way you move mm-hmm. I mean what you do every day with your body is going to affect how it how it moves and how it is and how it feels. Yeah, so. or how it doesn't don't move. Exactly. I can tell if <laughs> if I miss doing yoga for a week, it, it, I can tell my whole being is a lot more stiff and <laughs> yeah problematic. You know. Did you have any yoga at the school? Yeah. I was thinking since you said you had Pilates, like no yoga really. <laughs> Pilates <laughs> and yoga. Um, yeah, and then we did, well, we actually, you know, it was later on, we started with a lot of floor, floor mm-hmm. work and floor techniques mm-hmm. also. Um, so yeah, I've been trying a few things. Mm-hmm. So. And, uh, but did they incorporate, no, it was a contemporary dance school, yeah. so there wasn't any dances as such, like uh, ballroom dances and stuff like that. Because no, that was not, of course. No. Oh. But oh, I yeah. did that. I mean, I've been dancing since I was two years old. But a lot mm-hmm. of Latin American folklore dancing mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, street dance, jazz dance, mm. disco dancing. All right. Actually, <laughs> um, even ballroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been, I, yeah. 
I've tried a few things. That's the one thing when it comes to dancing and movement that I just cannot get my head around, it seems. Um, when I... My own education is in film acting, but we did have dance and movement as part of the curriculum as well, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is very smart uh, for several reasons. And we had yoga and everything like that. Um, but I liked... We had movement class. That what we mm -hmm. that's what we call it. So we had a contemporary dancer as our teacher, and uh, I kind of liked that because it was so freeing. And I and I like to improvise with when I'm doing things. And mm -hmm. I even convinced the teacher that uh, just by what I what I was doing that I had some background in in dancing because she came up to me after the whole semester was up and said Peter you're a dancer which kind well, I, I, I don't know whatever kind you think I should be. oh I thought you were a professional dancer oh really <laughs> damn all I've done is crawl around on the floor and Try to you know, pretend that some invisible force is pushing against me or whatever, you know, so those exercises you get, you know. Yeah. But then we also had ballroom dancing. And as soon as it steps it comes into play, you have to do these steps mm -hmm. and you have to have another person that you will have to lead or, you know, uh, being, uh, have to reference yourself, yourself to. Mm -hmm. I'm lost. Uh, I have to work on it a lot. And the problem is we didn't have months and months and whatever we had one uh, one morning a week and we had to learn like 10 dances during the whole uh, semester so we could be okay the 15 minutes the cha-cha and then 15 minutes tango and then 15 minutes blues dance as soon as you start to learn a couple of steps in one dance you moved on to another dance i'm like i barely <laughs> I can make these steps work so mm. nothing uh, I, th I don't think if you asked me today i could remember a single step from one of those ballroom dance yeah, kind I think of things. maybe you would you know the body knows more yeah maybe body remembers far back in the <laughs> uh, primordial brain i don't know well yeah i mean as soon as you put another person in the equation if you have to dance with somebody then it's not only you don't only have to know your your body you always also have to yeah, like recognize the other person's rhythm and the spatial awareness and there's so much else going on. Mm. It's the double double amount of work in a way. Mm. So it's But if I end up in a on a dance floor on some party or whatever, it just happened last weekend and uh, oh let's uh, let's dance, you know, actual couple dancing, it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if we haven't done it before, you know. Uh yeah. And why do you think that is? Uh, well, I think it is just that thing that I have to have somebody else to uh, uh, to relate to mm. uh, in it, and uh, uh, and I know that okay, there's probably some steps involved here that we have to do, and uh, uh, <laughs> and like what happened there, me and my girlfriend, we couldn't really decide on who was the the one who should lead because she likes to be like, I like to be the man, okay, whatever <laughs> you know. And uh, so it was just a mess. And after a while, when in those situations, I just, I, can we just not? Because <laughs> we're going to be killing people soon. Uh, no, it's a mess. How tired are you after a week of a dance school if you do physical activity all day long, almost? Very tired. I mean, <laughs> now when we're doing the shows, I feel like, if, like now we've been touring for a week and uh, then I feel I just have to, 
do lie in my bed for two days and mm. do nothing like yeah recuperate yeah mm. yeah it's very exhausting not only physically but mentally but how i think this is interesting i mean the whole physicality of it and the fact that you yourself are your uh your tool yeah uh, it's the same for an actor but you know mm. some people are character actors who are overweight because some people have to play those roles as well so not every actor is a healthy person but no. a dancer have to be a healthy person right and be kind of on peak physical condition do you have to do you think about that all the time do you try to avoid alcohol do you always <laughs> do your yoga in the morning and uh, get your sleep and all that i, I yeah. should i should um i don't know i don't ag- i think people think that one is healthy or have to be healthy but um it's funny how many dancers i know who are actually very unhealthy okay really <laughs> like chain uh, smokers el- and, exactly uh, a lot uh-huh, of smoking uh-huh. a lot of alcohol a lot of um but for me but yeah i think it's exhausting because yeah i, I do need to be in shape mm. f- to work and uh, i've been having this dream where i kind of wake up and kind of put my body in the in like a clothing rack the, in yeah the, the, the a clothing wardrobe. rack like a clothing <laughs> rack and just put it there because i'm like ah oh, mm. just can't deal with like i need to work with this and i can't i just want to like Mm. rest from it like yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't want to have to um, put your tools away yeah we're mm. <laughs> <laughs> having this this dream that i'm doing that of, um but yeah of course like if i don't take care of myself like then my body's gonna suffer and mm. then i'm gonna get injured and then yeah. i can't work mm. so always do your stretches <laughs> exactly so i do have to do them um but also i think to be able to perform well like it's not only yeah you have to be in shape physically but more than physically i think it's mentally mm-hmm. so like if i would go sometimes when i go very strict like i do my yoga every morning and this and i eat this but if i don't feel calm in it if i'm doing it as just some kind of structured regime that i'm following because i think that i have to to be able to perform mm doesn't always work then actually yeah then maybe i just go out party one this is very bad but like if i but i feel really good and like on the edge and like clear in my head Mm. and then actually if i miss that yoga routine that's not gonna change my performance it's not gonna make a break it's not gonna like and this is what i'm realizing lately like yeah of course i do have to like take care of myself but i'm I need more to be ready in my head, I mm. think, mm. actually, mm. and be happy and like be excited about what I'm doing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't feel like it's uh, you're not doing your job if you do uh, smoke a lot or drink a lot and whatever. I mean, I think I need to know. I need to know my body and uh, mm. know my body and what it needs and listen to its needs. And if for some reason it needs a cigarette that at that moment to be able to to function then yeah then i would do it or if i need to do that yoga but i need to listen more what it needs rather than just doing it doing the things that i think i need to do Mm. there's a slight difference there 
because I had a period where I was like, I have to do this every day. And actually I was injuring my body more than because I was just kind okay. of, yeah, for me now more than ever is like, it's the readiness is a very, it's a very holistic thing. And mm-hmm. it's not only because I've been doing 500 squats every day and mm-hmm. that that's why it's going to work. And my legs are going to be, yeah, my legs are going to be really strong, but then this is all they're going to be. They're going to be strong. It doesn't, mm. but yeah, I do. I can't like eat drink beer and smoke and I every day for two weeks and then perform the next day it's not I mean no right (laughs) Mm. um, has to be some balance some kind of balance in it Mm. but um but yeah of course I get sometimes tired of of this of all the time having to deal with a tool like with this this thing with myself I Mm -hmm. guess Mm. sometimes have my physiotherapist to tell yeah you're you you, you can't only work hard with your body, you also have to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's true. Because mm. <laughs> I think I forget this, that it's not, it's not only a tool that I I also need to enjoy it. Yeah, and I isn't that something that you can describe a dancer as somebody who likes to enjoy their body because that's they, they're using it and they're connected to it and... For that reason, they must probably punish it by partying as well. It's a part yeah, of the whole. Yeah, actually, I think it's a beautiful definition of it. Actually, to enjoy your body and mm. because it's there, you have yeah, it. Yeah, it's there. You Use have it. it. Mm-hmm. Use it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't mm. forget parts of it. And <laughs> exactly, don't forget that you have it. I think um, because also if you do rigorous training, I feel sometimes you're disconnected. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you treat it as a machine or as, or you're actually, you're working on your body, but you're not in your body and you're disconnected from it. Mm. Uh, and you're just doing, and yeah, I feel I've been doing a lot of training in that way. And it, it, yeah, it doesn't serve me. No, actually. no, no. Because it disconnects me more than connects me. And mm. then, mm. Uh, what do you think about the longevity of dancers? I mean, I, I mean, for natural reasons, because even though you are very healthy, you will get old, and it's one of those creative things that you can't do forever the way you ha- always have done. So, are you thinking you're just going to be changing your way of dancing? from year to year or whatever yeah. how you change you know, yeah, and still be dancing when you're 90 <laughs> yeah I mean there are beautiful dancers out there I mean we have have been dancing until they're 90 years old 87 mm. years old and yeah of course you have to adapt your body changes all the time I mean from day to day from year to year from mm. hour to hour mm. and back and forth even it can yeah, get better and so worse <laughs> I will just keep dancing but yeah, I keep adapting to mm. it and change and discover new ways of moving my body because I have a different body every every minute. Mm. So actually, yes, rediscover. Um, I will probably be able to dance in when I'm eighty in a way that I cannot do today. Like, and I don't see sure. it. Sure, yeah, You see, yeah. and then I, it's exciting to know how will I move when I'm eighty. Mm. Like, and I don't comp- I don't see it as that I would move that what I'm doing now is better or more beautiful and that I need to adapt in that way. But I see it that it's going to be, 
yeah, I'm excited to know like how is mm, my body mm. gonna be when it's 80? How is mm. it gonna move? And um, yeah. Mm. So you're definitely not one of those who says, when I'm 45, I'm going to quit and just teach or something like that. No, no. Of course now, like I'm already now, I'm getting older and yeah, I'm getting more injuries. And Mm -hmm. so I definitely need to keep rethinking, rethinking my body and rethinking how I move and how I use Mm -hmm. it. And no, I'm, I'm actually, I think I'm a, if you can say better or not, but yeah, I think I'm a better dancer today mm. than I was 10 years ago. Yeah, um, I guess you have more stuff in your tool belt, let's say, because you just accumulated knowledge yeah, and things. And but not because, because for sure I cannot do things today that I could when I finished school. Mm-hmm, mm. But yeah, yeah, of course, I, I know my, my know my body better. Mm, uh, mm. And also I... I learned how to enjoy it more and how to like make the connection between the expression and mm. the, what you see and what you feel. Mm. Yeah. So no, I'm excited about how I'm going to move. The possibilities. Yeah, yeah. the possibilities mm. of it. I never want to quit. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, but, but you have done some, uh, some teaching and, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I suppose that's a, you know, a good, uh, a good way of, um, supplementing what you do in a professional life yeah uh, i think parallel to performing teaching is great like i don't mm. see it necessarily as a step like first you perform and then you stop performing and then you no, teach no. you know so no. um but yeah i mean it's a great way to share mm. share your your knowledge yeah uh, maybe learn about yourself as well but yeah i learned a lot about my own dancing and while teaching Mm. Uh, you mentioned before that you started just two years old and uh, with some uh, Latin American dancing because you you're from Latin America. Yeah. Uh, and and was that the reason? That did your parents uh, take you to some place and like, yeah, you should do this? Yeah, I mean, I entered this. Uh, well, I wasn't two. Can you walk when you're two? Well, I guess you can dance the, uh, even though you can't walk. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I mean, music has always been a big part of like my life at home. Oh, yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Also, my mom loves putting loud Latin American music. And mm-hmm. then, so, um, and she says that she always wanted to be a dancer. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's true, but <laughs> so they put me in this, yeah, when I was a kid in this folklore group. Before you moved to Sweden or? No, when we moved, we moved to Sweden when I was two. Yeah. So a year later, I think, oh, okay. well, yeah. uh, I started very small when I was three, four, uh, but then they um, they took me off the group because I was doing bad in math in school. Okay, and you were enjoying yourself so much. I was enjoying myself too much. They thought. Yeah. yeah okay, so okay. they were like. So that was a punishment. Yeah. All right, but I guess in a way, since they started it, uh, your parents have something to do with you being a dancer today. Um, actually. Uh, no, more the opposite. Uh huh. Okay, because you started fighting for it. Uh, yeah, after. I think I did it all myself. Like, mm. yeah, no, my dad wanted me to become a um, a doctor or a lawyer or oh yeah, in yeah, politics sure. actually. Yeah. Those <laughs> uh, those standard things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was mm. very much like I didn't take you to Sweden so you could become a dancer. Like he took you here to get a good education. Okay, so why did you put me in dancing <laughs> class when I was two, three years old? <laughs> so, That's on you, man. 
Yeah, so I had a no. I wouldn't say it's because of them, really. Um, like my mom has always been really easy. As soon as long as I'm happy, she she's fine. Well, especially since she wanted to be a dancer. Well, at least she claims. Then mm. I guess she be she must be proud. Yeah, that you are. I think they both are. It's just like now, like now it's been many years, but I spent many years trying to kind of. Every time I came, it was like so. Have you chosen? you know, your path, your real path now. And I'm like, Dad, I'm still going to mm. be a dancer. Like, mm. and even when I, after I finished my education, it was still like that. I'm sorry, but I'm still dancing. Mm. So it took many years to kind of... But when are you going to get a real job? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, because the first years also, you don't earn much money. You do a lot of work, which is non-paid mm. and mm. all of these things. And I said, so are you getting paid now? Are you getting paid? I'm like, mm. so until one day I just said that, like, I'm sorry, it's been 10 years. You have to get over it. Like, mm. this is, I'm sorry, and this, I'm a dancer and this is what I'm doing. So yeah. just And sometimes I'm going to be it. poor, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it might be part of the job. Yeah. Mm, okay. So you probably would have found it some way, even they, though they hadn't put you in a class that young. Um. Yeah, yeah I think so. Hard yeah. to say, I guess. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Actually, I think I took, after they took me off, dancing because of the math math thing mm. actually found it again but then i think it was because of some of the girls in my class the popular girls mm-hmm. and did this disco dancing competing competition mm-hmm. in disco dancing mm-hmm. and then of course you also want to be like them so i started dancing also mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. nature and nurture and the <laughs> environment it, it all plays in Yeah. Have you had any? Have you had any like uh, South American connections to the, the, in your your style of dancing in any way since you were a kid, or did you just move on to the disco dancing and the jazz dancing and the street dancing? And so, have you had any? Are you using it in any way, like your, no. your South American roots? No, not really. Like I did a lot of salsa dancing when I was dancing a mm. lot, but I wouldn't say like I've made like now some kind of fusion between contemporary dance and, and Latin. No, oh, okay. So you, you won't uh, come to you to to for to get that flavor, you know. No, I'm not no. I I'm not gonna go and do like Zumba. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean I could <laughs> potentially. Um No, I haven't made many connections, except that for some reason, well, for some reason, obvious reasons, it's apparently visible in my body sometimes when I do some contemporary dance moves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that I should get rid of. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't want to have those Well, I don't mind them, but I guess the choreographers maybe don't want to have some Latin salsa hips in their no, contemporary okay. turns. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But maybe there's something I should look into, fusion between contemporaries. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I guess it's good to have uh, a style or a type. Or you know, We actors hear that all the time. Just You have to find out who you are and then just mm-hmm. go with that completely, especially in the beginning, so people can identify who you are, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type your thing yeah mm. they can look at your headshot and say yep oh, that's a bad guy he's gonna be mm. you know, he's gonna be uh, just criminals and whatever or whatever you want to be or you if you want to be the hugh bronte guy next door kind of thing or, you know yeah you know. i have your mm. your type mm. is that important in dancing i guess um 
if you should if you're starting to teach um yeah you should have your mm. niche mm-hmm. like what is your kind of what are you offering what is your kind of vision mm. uh, i think that w- that helps but i guess if as a, if you want to perform or dance for different choreographers i guess it's good also to know how to be quite neutral so you can adapt and change to mm. Yeah, to what is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are too much of a that, okay, Daniela, she dances like that. And if I, unless I can also just be super neutral and also have my thing. And be, but um, I don't know what I learned was that it was which I am not. But I think in some years ago it was very hip to be kind of a transparent dancer. So mm-hmm. you can, in a way. So then the, yeah. So. I don't know if it would be the same in acting, but like that you're not empty, but I guess transparent is a good word, but whether the, the movement or the expression or can be very visible, so it's not disturbed by, you know, your own mm. shit or your own... So you're an of, empty vessel. Yeah, that can you're be filled a vessel, with whatever exactly. you do. Yeah. So there's a fashion in that th- too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's somehow it's a beautiful image to be this vessel that just transmits... Mm. Some years ago, I was very much into how can it be an empty vessel? Like, how do I need to work or how, how what do I need to do? Mm. What, what does that take? Sounds like a lot of meditation or something. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it's like, it. what do I need not to do? Mm. Yeah, to just like be able to be. Mm. Uh, how do I let go of me? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Those things I always do and... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's also something I'm working with very much now, also in this piece. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, uh, I mean, I think at some point I saw it as a negative thing to kind of get rid of everything that you are mm-hmm. or like. Um, but actually, yeah, it's a very meditative thing. It's mm-hmm. very, and now I see it's a quite a beautiful thing because that means you can just let go. Uh and to be fulfilled with something else and express it and then you just let go of that Mm, and then mm, mm. so you experience new things all the time and Mm. you're not stuck in a way of being um and in a way i guess that is like complete freedom also in i mean in your life but also in your movement Mm. this is when you can really express the movement because you can just uh you have been working in a lot of countries, and uh, uh, how many countries have you lived in? You say you don't really have a home now, no. but uh, you, you studied there, you worked there, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So you must have actually lived in several places. Yeah, I have. I can't count. Um, I think actually lived maybe in like five different countries. Wow, okay. I'm on two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which are those countries? Uh, well, Sweden, if I can count Sweden, yeah, and sure. England, mm-hmm. Belgium, mm-hmm. okay, um, Denmark, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just four. Have I lived in another? Well, country? you you were born in. Uh, I am born in Nicaragua. Nicaragua yeah. yeah, so, so that's, that's that five. counts. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's been studies and work in different. Yeah, studied places. and worked in in England, and then work uh, in Belgium mm. and Denmark. Um, yeah. What was the job in Denmark? Um, so uh, let me think, because this was many years ago. 
Um, in Denmark, I worked, I collaborated with um, a choreographer called Sanna Blenov. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a dance piece or two dance pieces. Mm. Uh, and then I also did um, twice this um, Bodies in Urban Spaces. Have you heard about it? No. Yeah, it's Willy Dorner. No. No, they do. Um, they work quite like sculptural and like with architecture, but with the bodies. So mm. we kind of run around the cities and, and build uh, or kind of integrate ourselves into the architecture of the of the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of create or try to create kind of sculptures, but bodily with with bodies uh, like. Uh, it's very beautiful. I mean, it's kind of beautiful to to watch. I think because you do the tour and then you just you see the city and then you see these bodies kind of integrated in it. And yeah, I've actually never seen it because I've always been in it. Mm, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was Denmark and uh, Belgium. Do you have another company you were with with before this one? Uh, yeah, I worked with uh, Hugo de Hez mm-hmm. um, and uh, actually stepped in uh, um, in the piece because uh, a girl couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We did a piece called Grafted. Mm-hmm. That's, that's three duets. Uh, very not acrobatic, but yeah, a lot of being lifted and thrown in the air mm-hmm. and kind of used like some kind of puppet um very much fun to do mm-hmm. um, how much time did you have to prepare actually it's funny because that they had with that piece i think he wanted to find people who are actually couples in real life mm-hmm. but also uh yeah when they're working together uh so the couple I had to well the woman in the couple I had to replace they had been a couple for like seven years and Mm. worked together for many years so they Mm. really knew each other's Mm. bodies Mm. Uh, and then I had like I think a week or so to to learn the piece and to Mm. I've never danced with him before um yeah so I had to learn it very fast yeah and I'm not a very fast learner I'm actually a slow learner Uh um so that was intense, um, but very much fun. Mm. Uh, and there was a complete trust from the choreographer's side, which I really appreciated. He didn't even know me. He was just, it was mm. great. Mm. It was a, it was a be- beautiful piece. Uh, I wonder if learning lines from a script is easier or harder or just the same as learning a choreography. Because it's not, I mean, if something is, is in the body, it can sometimes be easier to, to learn. I, I mm-hmm. even feel like learning lines can be easier if I do the blocking and do the moves at the same time. And if something gets changed, no, 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 you're not going to go over to the couch anymore. You're going to go around the, the bar. I'm like, oh, shit. Then when, I'm, when am I saying what? <laughs> you know, Forgot the line, kind of, yeah. yeah. And and I'm not a fast learner when it comes to lines. Unfortunately, I wish I could just look at a couple of uh, pages uh, for twenty minutes and then, yep, got it. Mm. But no, I have to really pound it in there so I can let go of it. Yeah. Uh, 
But you have you ever done anything where you had to learn lines? Yes, I think so. I must have. Yeah, mm. I remember like performing pieces uh, that I also have to speak on stage. Mm. And is that just as hard? Do you feel? I think I also associate it. Like if I associate it to a movement, mm. um, it's easier. I think this is also how I remember movement to associate it with something else. Yeah, but it still takes time. <laughs> yeah, it takes time. I guess it also depends if you're how you if you're a fast or slow learner mm, or mm. how you remember things. I think also with like imagery helps me a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also when learning a movement sequence, like if I think in images like the first image, the last image and kind of uh. connected and also connected mm. to I don't know, let's say something silly like, oh yeah, a swan. And then I think of a swan and then I remember that I, the movement. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm a very, I think this is <laughs> a lot of during my training. I th- I, I'm, I'm, I think a lot like mm. kind of need to analyze and understand in my head um, before I do. And uh, yeah. Mm. So it's kind of going the back way. I mean, then my teachers go like, then just maybe do it. Like if you think about it first and then you do it, it's like a double. No, I I mean, because that's a memory exercise that we connect things uh, that are just pure data with uh, visual things, you know, Mm. where you have that mind palace thing. If you put put a piece of information away into a box that's red and it's under the stairs you know you can uh, you can connect that with uh, oh yeah that number or something Mm -hmm. and uh, so I don't think it's very strange at all or unwise at all Uh, but I feel it's uh, very interesting because you also you don't connect it with visual things that you've seen you don't connect it with what you see when you do the the movement you connect it with like a symbol almost yeah for it uh, I was talking to another guitar player a lot of years back that I worked with, and uh, when I he thought I was crazy when I told him how I thought about chord prog- progressions when I tried to remember chord progressions in in songs. I I also thought about shapes, mm. like if I I feel like a D chord is it's it's down there, and a G chord it's it's up here. So I have to like think yeah down up down up around if i then had to do a a shape that's a little bit more closer to me so a c or something yeah so so i had to think about like circles and uh, and uh, going up and down and those kind of sequences i didn't think in letters or in Mm. the actual you know i had to think about the shapes uh in, a, in some, kind of, some kind of movement. Mm, interesting. And, and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't relate to that at all. But otherwise, I'm very visual when it comes to, you know, l- learning lines. I th- I see the page of the script. Ah, uh, yeah. So I know, yeah, now I'm at, at the bottom of that page. So I'm, soon we're going to be in doing that thing, which is, is on the top of the next page. Uh, so when I get a script change... So that line all uh, of a sudden uh, will yeah. be in the middle of the next page. <sighs> it's a problem sometimes. Yeah. Does visual things affect you as well? 
can you if you're in, on a stage that's completely different all of a sudden would that affect how you remember doing your routine or would it affect your routine in, in some other way like oh this stage feels constricted or this st- feel, stage yeah, feels for open sure. or, uh, i mean it wouldn't affect uh, the memory of of the movement but uh, definitely the feeling or the um, yeah you know like now for example we've Uh, two days ago we performed in this massive stage mm-hmm. in Brest and Le Quartz and it was huge mm-hmm. I, I think it was 1,500 seats mm-hmm. um, a beautiful theater and it was so big and the previous three shows or even more the previous s- seven shows were in a lot smaller stages mm-hmm. um, so there it was really like how I had to, we had to expand the movement and also the feeling, I mean, obviously you feel smaller uh, and you see this vast stage and you're like, whoa, okay, I I really need to think like that my body, that I'm not just 160, but that I'm like two meters long. Mm -hmm. And when I do a movement, I need to think like I have spaghetti arms, like never Uh ending, Mm. like, and also in the, obviously in the physicality of it, like, super mega big and mm. so you get very much more exhausted um, mm-hmm. because you have to kind of expand your body like fill the space 10% more uh, like yeah, yeah. Mm. and it was very um, yeah it was very felt like I was like wow I really need to like eat the space mm. Mm. Uh, and yeah so I needed to think very differently to when we were in the very very small stage where then suddenly yeah, you have a different perception of also how you're being seen. Mm. So then they can, you kind of have to suck in the eyes of the audience to small things, to details. And yeah, you you definitely perform the movement differently mm. and the, fe- the feeling of it. Uh, and the perception of how you're being seen is very strong mm. uh, and very different depending if it's a massive stage or a small stage. Mm. But in general, also I'm very sensitive to like the environment, to get inspiration for, for movement or when I improvise, uh, the atmosphere and the kind of, yeah, I'm very sensitive to how a room looks and feels. Mm. You're uh, connected to the space and the the environment. Yeah, but also I think I mean I love I love theater and I l- like think quite like. Uh, this, like the scenography of a space is mm. quite important for me. So I really enjoy working in, like when I put on costumes and how the stage is and all of these things. Um, yeah, really it affects how I am in a space mm. or how my body will move. Mm. And how oh, I yeah, will. a costume must do like 100% difference sometimes. <laughs> How I mean, how easy it is to move in, and how it feels, and if it's something flapping around, and uh, or if it doesn't have anything. I mean, that must yeah, be. Yeah, no, for me also helps thing. me to kind of deassociate from my personal self, like that I'm not. Danny. If you're dressed very I'm not Danny yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. They go on stage, and suddenly put if you put a wig on me, and then I can, yeah, do whatever because you become a character. Yeah, mm. I'm not me anymore. Mm. Um, but I think this uh, I need to be able to do also without costume, uh, okay. in a way. Mm. Uh, 
But is that is that what you feel like you're doing? Is it like you're acting out a, a character in general when you're dancing? Well, this is what I, I think a lot of my my like problem, I guess, uh, with performing has been that I feel too close to myself mm-hmm. when I perform, mm. which that doesn't allow me complete freedom mm. because if I'm still myself, then. Um, so that's been something the last years I've been trying to kind of work through and be like, yeah, even if I'm not a character, it's still like, it's me, but it's not me. So mm. to kind of dis, 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 disassociate mm. the ego, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's. But key. have you done uh, exercises to get rid of that? Uh, have you tried being a... Uh, in in characters and have you tried like buto dancing or something like that to just to be so far removed from yourself as possible when you do movements and just be something else now i'm a tiger or you know whatever <laughs> no i haven't actually maybe i should try some buto no mm. it's just right now just like kind of a meditation process like i use a lot of mm. i try to meditate and i t- like to th- yeah a conscious conscious work also like but it, it helps definitely with with costume and so mm. much mm. and uh, yeah do you like to see yourself uh, on the film when you're dancing um depends <laughs> if it's good no mm, but yeah. um <laughs> yes and no i think it's really it really depends mm. actually I think the things I've done myself, um, I do. Yeah, actually, the things I've done myself, I I enjoy watching on video. Mm-hmm. But no, I think it is really sometimes. If it's good, yes. If it's bad, no. Yeah, I, no, mean, I can uh, relate totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you uh, feel like you you can use it? Like you can see, oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm I got to stop doing that, or that works. I'm gonna remember yeah. that thing. Uh, so you can use it as an analytical tool as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of, of course, at first, the first time you see yourself performing a piece, that then you you become very critical. I mean, mm. and you start to see all the things that you, yeah, all the faults, all the mistakes. Like you're your own worst critic, I guess. Mm. But um, but now I'm trying to use it more as a tool. Mm. Be mm. like, oh, okay, so. I can work in a different way. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Being, mm. yeah. but as a dancer, you're probably not really working blind anyway, because you, you often have a mirror in front of you in the the dance hall. That you know. I haven't worked with mirrors for many years. Okay, but is it because you don't just don't you're just not in a in a dance uh, studio, or do you ignore them or put covers over or whatever? No, well, I think no. Uh, also, because I've been working a lot with with score material and improvisation mm. the last years, where it's you don't have to reference. Anything, I don't have do no you? exactly, yeah. and uh, I just I don't need the mirror mm. um, at all, and uh, I'm very much aware how a shape looks from the outside that I'm doing, like the outside eye. Mm. Uh, even even if I'm inside of it, like I don't re- I don't use the mirror as a reference. Mm. And is that because you've done this so so many years, so you know how something will 
be perceived and yeah will look. like even if i would do let's say a, a ballet like a, a very specific shape like i i i know exactly how that shape looks like mm-hmm. from from the outside um Yeah, if I'm if I'm clear about it, like if I if I'm clear and if I know what the shape is in my body, I also know how it looks like from the outside. Mm. But if it's unclear, or if it's something, then uh, yeah. But I don't use mirror then, like we use other people as reference, mm. uh, like or the choreographer or my colleagues or. Mm. Um, But no, I, it was many, many years ago. I worked with a mirror as as my as a reference. Mm. So I have a, a video taken the taken yeah. over as that kind of tool. Yeah. Mm. Is it usual? Is it, is it a common thing that some at some point, even before you perform it, that somebody will video it, video the show, and see everybody get to see what are we doing? Yeah, like right now, I think we're filming each show, uh, so we get to use it as a tool. Mm. So they send it to us. Yeah, exactly. Now we have six week break, so for sure they're gonna send the video from the last show, and we will mm. have to look at it and kind of. Mm. Since uh, everything is different in those shows, uh, then it's interesting, I guess, to see what happens uh, from day one to day seventy. Yeah, but also I don't know the thing with mir- like. Um, very much like f- feel how it looks like. Whereas when I started dancing or when I started in dance school, I didn't have that knowledge yet, that mm-hmm. bodily knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I needed. Yeah. I needed. Yeah, I, I can relate definitely. I uh, I used to watch myself uh, more and be very critical and look at things like, oh, what am I doing with my face and what is that thing, you know? Mm. And uh, uh, m- many actors don't want to or uh, can't even stand looking at themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I'm just like you. Like I like it if it's good. And, uh, <laughs> and and I think I can see what what's good and yeah. and not as well. Because uh, I think I've said this on on the podcast before that if I If I see a TV show or a film or something that's really a high-end professional with a lot of budget that I'm in, so I'd have no power over how it will look and everything, and I see it, it's it's usually good because the people who edit and you know pick out the best bit, they they also have that eye to see, yeah, that's good, that works, and I usually agree, but sometimes I don't agree, and that tends to be like a student film or something like mm. that. It's like, why did they use that shot? Ah, they don't really have that eye yet. And uh, so, um, yeah, and I, I and I tend to if I edit myself, then uh, I usually feel like I I know what works, mm. uh, and I because a lot of people are critical of that. You don't know, you just pick out the bits where you think you look good. Yeah. Mm, well, <laughs> it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, it's, it has to be truthful as well. And if I feel like that's not truthful, that's just distracting or something. Then yeah. It out. It has to go. You know. But do you feel that when you perform that, while you're performing, that you know that this is good? Like. Yeah. Uh, more and more after the, you know during the years yeah. uh, when I'm getting more uh, experienced 
that I feel like, oh yes, this is this thing, when I know it's actually there. And uh, when it comes to acting and being truthful, that thing really, uh, you you can't lie to yourself about that. Mm. When you feel like, oh yeah, this I said this for real to this person. I'm I'm really, this situation is really landing. And or, or if you you feel like no, I just said the words now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can really feel that, and and it, it, you can see it on screen later. Definitely. Yeah, it's very visible, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, theater it's trickier because you got to be a bit over the top mm. to convey whatever it is you're doing to the back row. Yeah, I guess it's you perform very differently now in front of a camera or yeah. in the theater. Yeah. You still have to find the truth and be as real as possible, but you have to be super uh, hyper real or something on stage because it's nobody would talk like that in real life. Mm. But at the same time, truthful. It's it's a weird mix on stage. Yeah, it's a tricky balance. Yeah, maybe I should sit in the back when I go to see theater and, yeah, and uh, not in the front because mm. I always like to sit in the front. Also, when I see dance, mm. I want to kind of be as close as in mm, the experience mm, mm. as possible and kind of really look them in the eyes and stuff. But then, yeah, especially in theater, I guess if you're that close, I always feel like, why are they... It's a bit exaggerated, but then I guess... It's or a lot exaggerated. Some people are <laughs> so, going crazy and yeah. just scream and uh, for no specific reasons. I'm so extremely impressed with uh, stage actors who appear to be completely realistic, mm. but they still, you know... Project it. Project it. Mm. How, how, oh, that balance. It's, that's... Uh, all the kudos in the world to them, you know. Mm. Um, of course, they can't really work those like two thousand seaters, and it usually works in the smaller venues you know, when they find that balance. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. Um, but since you worked and lived in so many countries, here's the big question: Do you know a lot of languages then? We. Oui. Uh-huh. Um, a lot. No, I speak four languages. That's a lot, though. <laughs> Most people are happy to speak two, you know. So, of course, Swedish, Spanish, English, French. Yes. Those the four. Okay. Bingo. Yeah. And which one is you know, apart from Swedish, I guess, which one is the one you feel most comfortable with? Apart from Swedish, I would say English. Yeah. Mm. And then Spanish, and then French. Yeah, sure. Because it was, uh, us Swedes know English pretty well already, and then you've lived in England, and yeah. yeah. So is that something you feel like you you have to do if you live in another country, even only for a short while? Do you try to get into it and get? Yeah, well, for me personally, I love I love languages. Yeah, and uh, and you have a knack for it, I suppose. Like it's easier for uh, for you when you start to have that ear for language and. If you know four of them already, yeah. Uh, uh, if you were to learn a fifth now, that's maybe also connected to. If you were starting to le- start to learn Italian or Portuguese or something, maybe that would be pr- pretty, you know. Yeah. Um, fric- friction free. <laughs> yeah. No, I really. I mean, I really wanted to learn French uh, mm. since school. So. Yeah. 
Me too. It's just too hard. <laughs> I, I tried to learn Spanish instead. Like, I, I, let's begin there. But uh, no, I had a point where I had all the four languages mixed up, and I just felt like, yeah, I speak mm-hmm. four languages, but none of them very good. Like, so. <laughs> you spoke like Esperanto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when uh, uh, this show you're doing now, and you're going to do it for years, uh, when are the um, the next dates and shows? For it? Where can we see this? Uh, we will perform in Belgium uh, on the 21st, 22nd of November, I think. Okay. Um, and then we will tour in Belgium for like a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Around in different uh, mm-hmm. uh, towns. Yeah. Leuven, Ghent. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's exciting because we have been touring it, but with weeks in between. So we've had like three dates and then two weeks off. And then two. Whereas it's going to be this intense month in November, December. And yeah, I'm curious mm. how it's going to be because it's quite an intense show. Right, I got a hashtag Belgium and uh, dance in Belgium and things like that to see if I can get any Belgians in in on this. Well, well what's the next uh, place for the show to go? I think it's France. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have the whole tour schedule in my head, but no. Where do we find the tour schedule? Um, I think I found it myself. Yeah. Uh, Should be. We're talking about the sea within. The sea right? within. If you're listening and you're interested, you can find dates online. Just look for the sea within. And uh, where can we find you otherwise? What kind of uh, like social media do you want to plug and stuff? Where, where do we find you? Instagram. I'm a bit off social media at the moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I turned off my my homepage. Oh, turn off your homepage. I turned off my homepage. Your web? That's uh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah, big. <laughs> not yeah. not even you have you put like Instagram on pause. You just deleted the whole. Oh. Yeah, trying to kind of refigure. Like, yeah, I want to create my own work, but um, so I tried to collect what I've been doing, but then I just decided to uh, put it on hold and have a bit of a blank page. Mm-hmm. Uh, you so will find me on stage with the with the sea within. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having it's me. It's been great. Yeah, it's been yeah. fun. All right. See ya. There you go. If you were ever interested in contemporary dancing, there's a good primer. And uh, check out next episode in about two weeks' time when I'm going to be talking to someone else. And until then, explore the movements you can do with your body. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.